What up, sis? Happy New Year. Happy new start. We're here. This is 2024. And I am so grateful to be starting this new journey with you. I'm starting something new, as many of us are, and I wanted to introduce this to you in 2024. We're doing a mini-series with incredible women that we have had on the podcast that you loved, that you raved about, that you messaged me and said, hey, I want to get to know her deeper. So this season is a mini-series. It is a mini-series featuring Crystal Streets to get to know her deeper, to understand where she has came from, navigating toxic relationships, how she got out of that, the deaths, the rebirths, the discovering yourself, to getting back to us, to you, to your heart. Are you ready? Are you ready to die? Are you ready to be born again? This series is gonna be so powerful. It's gonna be very intimate. It's gonna be us together, evolving and doing this thing called life. Girl, we got this. What up, sis? Welcome back to a beautiful mini series with one of the most incredible women that you all have loved within Girl, We Got This. Crystal Streets is back. Thank you for having me, boo. We're excited. <laughs> We're going to have a mini series, just me and her, yeah. for the next month, exploring and diving deeper into everything that you guys have questioned us about, everything about her story that you've been wondering about, about the death, about the rebirth, about healing, about all these modalities that she was able to incorporate in her life because I've had to incorporate the same thing. Yes. And this will be my opportunity for you get for you to get to know Letitia in a different way from my perspective. I'm going to ask her some juicy questions. Mm -hmm. I'm going to dig deep and we're going to share with you our journey. Yes. So we're going to get real, sis. All right. You're going to be with us all month. I'm getting real. I'm being honest, vulnerable, super vulnerable, transparent. And we're going to tell you how we met. I think that's the yeah. best way to start, right? Yeah, let's do it. So <laughs> welcome to the mini series featuring Crystal Streets. Let's do this. Let's do it. All right, sis. So, so we met through girlfriends. Yes. And I always like to say we met in a really interesting time of my life because I was transitioning yeah. from a long-term relationship, just moving to L.A. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to figure my life out, my friend group out in L.A., all the things. And I had just left a toxic relationship. Yes. You had a similar experience. I did. And, and we bonded from that. We bonded. And everyone that I met that met you kept saying, you have to meet Letitia. <laughs> like, I just, I just feel like something is going to, like, you mm. guys have to meet. And it was like, when we met, and I feel like it was like a slow buildup, too. It wasn't like, you yeah. know, love at first yeah. sight. It yeah. was like a... Who's yes. that? <laughs> yes. Yes. We both had our trust, you know, we yes. had, we had, we are healing from deep trust issues. Yes. So when I met her, um, it was, I was, it was something very comfortable about her, but it was also like, yeah, let's, let's just keep it here. Cause that's what we're good at <laughs> until I feel safe. Yes. And I think once we were able to have our first kind of like, Hey, Oh, you did that? You know that person? <laughs> oh, you were there? Oh, you did the same oh, thing? Oh, oh yeah. I know that person. Oh, I know him. Yes, <laughs> exactly. I know. Then, then we were like, oh. We yeah. had this common thread between us. We did. And with this common thread, some people call it a trauma bond. Yes. Some people call it a bond. Some people call it a friendship. Whatever y'all want to call it. Yeah. 
that's what we had and that's what we developed. We bonded. And I always tell her, um, trauma bonds, you know, it depends on who you're bonding with, but we initially came into this trauma bonding, mm -hmm. right? Talking about our past and our trauma yes. and toxic relationships. Yes. But then it evolved. Yes. Like that's what I want to just express to you guys, which is so important. Yes. You can start there, but it's like you don't stay there. And what great friends do, they mirror each other. And so as I was evolving and growing, she was evolving and growing. So it was like this evolution of us that kept going and ascending and going and ascending. And to be honest with you, um, it's not like we talked every day. No. But it was like every single time I did speak to her or we did have a meetup or a catch up, it felt like yesterday mm -hmm. and it felt like comfortable. It felt safe. And yes. I was like, oh, she sees me. Yes. There was a sense of relatability mm -hmm. because of our trauma. Yeah. And I think what you said, Crystal, is so important because a lot of us look down on trauma bonds. We label so much shit nowadays in this world. Exactly. We give a label to everything that's happening. Yeah. Why? Yes. Yeah. You went through something and I went through it. Why yeah. don't we see it as a good thing? Why don't we see it as something that we can grow from each other? Why can't we see, we, we see it as something that we can evolve and become greater together? Because we only heal yeah. for me. In community. It does. And I, I say that all the time. Like, you can do all this work on yourself, right? You can go go hard, do the self-work, do the dark nights of the soul, all the shadow work, all these things mm -hmm. you can do, right? Spend all this time in solitude, which is necessary, by the way. But it's not until you really get in relation is where you get to test how much work you've done. Yes. So, even if that's a friendship, even if that's with a family member, even if that's in an intimate relationship, you can really see where you are based mm -hmm. on what the other person is reflecting to you. And we, you know, even though we haven't been friends for years and years and years, I feel like nowadays, um, because time is just like spinning yeah. so quickly, it doesn't matter. Is, I there realized, anything, is there anything such as time? Right. And what is time? <laughs> yeah. I've been going back and forth with this idea of what is time. Energy and space. Okay. <laughs> That's and there all. is no timeline. Yeah. Right? No. So when it comes to friendships, because I can connect right. with you deeper than I've connected to a lot of people yeah. in my life that I've been friendship friends with yeah. for a while. But it's because we've had a similar path in certain parts of our lives. And I think when you share common yeah. Paths, common wounds, common scenarios, motherhood, of sister, all these things. There's a way that you can relate to somebody that nobody else just understands. It is. And it's real. <laughs> I mean, if you want to know, like, what the secret is between us, it's just like it's real mm -hmm. raw dog honesty. Yeah. And that is what that is with what is required when you are in a relationship that maybe has started as a trauma bond, mm -hmm. right? That real honesty, just raw transparency that you can kind of have a safe place with that person, it allows you to see them in a different way. And I and, and it allows you to like understand that perspective because there's been plenty of times Letitia has like I, what I love the most about her is that she is so non-judgmental. Mm. She accepts everyone where they are. And yeah. that was something that I struggled with for a long time 
because I wanted to hold space. I wanted to, I had this hope of hoping that people would heal, hoping people would meet me there. And so Letitia said something to me one time, just so simple. Yeah. She said, I asked her, I was like, I was just like, I couldn't understand why a mutual friend was who she was and why she did what mm-hmm. she did. And she was like, Chris, she just said it to me this simple. I remember boarding the plane. <laughs> yes. Yeah. She said, that's just who she is. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, light bulb. Like, just accepting people for who they are. And then it's none of my business. Yes. Right? Yes. Just acceptance. And yes. that, that goes for all areas of life. Acceptance is the key to healing. Mm. Right. It's the it's the first step of healing because you may not like what has happened to you. Her and I didn't like being in toxic relationships. We didn't like the abuse that we experienced. We didn't like these things, but we accepted them. And it's from that point of acceptance of being in the present moment. Mm -hmm. It allows you to be like, okay, this happened to me. I don't like it, but it happened to me. Yes. And where do you go from here? Yes. So let's get into it. Yes. That was a good (laughs) intro. There's so much juice in everything that Crystal said because this is the beauty of friendships. You have some really interesting people in your life that either you'll jump right in or might take some time. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. You don't have to put a label on anything. You just have to feel safe in that space with that person. Period. Yes. And we have that here. We do. So I want to jump into it mm-hmm. because we created the safe space now. Because sis, I know you can relate, and we're us. inviting you into our sacred safe space. So let's get <laughs> into it. So we're gonna talk about how we both got out of this toxic relationship. Yes. How we healed, yes. and what we're still doing to evolve and yeah. mature. Because, like I mentioned to Crystal earlier, I said I still have a lot to work on. Mm. Mind you, I thought I healed it. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's a great mirror. Friends like this, they're a great mirror for you. You can reflect, you can learn, and all these beautiful things come up when you're talking to a mirror. Exactly. So do you want to jump in and kind of like talk about that moment where you realized this relationship is unhealthy, Yeah. this relationship is not okay, and I need to leave? Yeah. So for me, um, mine were a little bit, I mean, just to give you some background on myself, um, I basically lived in survival mode my entire life up until about six years ago. Mm -hmm. And when I say survival mode, um, I experienced a lot of trauma growing up, a lot of uh, emotional abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse. Um, I had a really intense, rough childhood Um, And although I had this beautiful will of like, you know, making my dreams come true, which on the outside, again, I look like I was thriving, but the Mm -hmm. inside of me was still this six-year-old little girl or a 10-year-old little girl who had been abandoned by her father and who had been mistreated by most of the men in her life. Um, I carried this with me for a long time. Mm-hmm. So most of the relationships I entered in the first part of my life were were that were a trauma bond. So basically, I was attracting my abuser. And I didn't really catch on mm-hmm. that I was in this cycle, this pattern, until like I hit a wall and I had my son. And I was like, I, I first, I hit the wall first with my daughter. 
And I saw that I was like repeating a pattern. I want to slow you down. Yeah. What age? Because I think a lot of us go through things. Yeah. I think if you can create a timeline. Yeah. When did you have your daughter and when did you have your son? And when were these moments? Yeah. Um, it was during my, so the first time I hit the wall was my Saturn return. Okay. And anybody that knows what a Saturn return is, it's right before you're about to turn 30. Mm-hmm. Where um, you Saturn comes back around in your chart and it almost like, shakes up your life it's like your Saturn return where you now have like gone through a good portion of your life but Saturn is like okay it's time to find your purpose it's time to get serious that's what mine happened yes 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 Saturn return yeah yeah and I had my daughter and I was like whoa I realized that I was in a relationship with a toxic person and now um I was about to have a child with them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa. Uh. Like, that was a deep, deep, like, wake-up moment for me because I was like, I am bringing a life into this world with someone who, at the time, was not capable of meeting me in a place of a healed, mm-hmm. divine place. It just was not capable. And we were both young. Um, and I just, I think my first step was like, I have to protect my peace. I have to protect my child. And so how I navigated through that is that I honestly, I took time for myself and my baby. Like, okay. But how did you know that is what you needed? Did something happen in that side of return? Did something trigger you to say, this is not okay? Because I feel like a lot of us go through these relationships And it becomes normal. Yeah. These unhealthy patterns, these unhealthy things that are happening to us constantly, like that's normal for us. And it's actually not normal. It's not normal. So was there anything that happened yes. that triggered you to be like, I can no longer yeah. do this? What was that decision like? And how did you build the courage to do? Um, it was me realizing that I was dealing with someone in an industry um, where that was normal. Mm. Um, it was an industry where the men had multiple relationship, multiple families, multiple people, and they weren't honest about it. Because mm-hmm. to me, there's a difference, right? If that's what you want, be honest. Right. And for me, one of my core values is truth and integrity. It's always been since day one. No matter what I've been through, I am a person of truth and integrity. So. I expect honesty mm-hmm. and I and I make the space for honesty. I'm not one of those women who doesn't want to hear the truth or when she hears it, she sweeps it under the rug. I'm like, no, tell me the truth. <laughs> we all want to know the truth. Right. Yeah. And so there was so many times where my trust and my hope, I think my my superpower and my like curse sometimes is I see the higher version of everyone. That's our superpower as women. Yes. Period. Yes. I see the, the potential. highest potential. Mm-hmm. I see their their highest soul. And I see like, oh, like, I know who they can be. And so it's always that hope, like. Yes. And so once I realized that I could not exist in this relationship, even as a mother, I was like, I have to protect my peace. I I do not. Like, that's one thing. It's, I can't do dishonesty. 
And so when I felt like I had been lied to so many times and I wasn't being valued and I wasn't being respected, Mm -hmm. that person could no longer have access to me in a way that we used to. But at the same time, I took time to heal. And then I went back to the relationship and I was like, how can we co-parent from a healed, putting our daughter first, but with boundaries? Mm -hmm. And, And then that's how it started. I just started to focus on my daughter. And because there was no emotional like attachment where I still wanted to be in the relationship or he still wanted to be in the relationship, we were able to somewhat co-parent um, in mostly a healthy way. But it took a long, long time to get there. And there, you know, it never, you know, when you have children with someone, I tell my friends all the time, having a child with someone is more important than who you marry mm. because you are bonded to that person for life. for life. And your child inherits all of their lineage, all of their trauma, everything Ooh. from their side of the family. Yep. Your child inherits that. So also understanding who you are connecting to and that this is a lifelong journey and a contract, yeah. basically, a soul contract. That not only did we come here to bring this child on into the other side, but we came here to teach each other teach each other lessons. That's so beautiful. Because as a woman that doesn't have children, and during my unhealthy relationship, we discussed having children. He actually wanted me to have children so mm-hmm. bad, like we were going to the doctors yeah. and doing other things. But something would always happen. I would be cheated on. I would yeah. be disrespected and God was like, no. Yeah. And if I can say one thing that you just said that is so powerful, it's the idea that know who you are creating life with in this lifetime. Yes. Because that person will be a part of you for the rest of your life. Yes. For the rest of your life. And there's so many different ways to look at it. Because you might grow together. It might change him. It might become the best gift that that person could have. It's going to change you. It's going to... Exactly. Regardless, you created a gift from God, this child. Yeah. But it's also a responsibility. It's a huge responsibility. And um, I just want to say I'm proud of you because... Thank you. (laughs) I know how hard that is. Yeah. And I know, like, um, what it takes to kind of leave those kind of relationships. Like, you become intertwined into this, like... Um, responsibility. Yes. And it's, if the person is healed and evolved and not operating from their six-year-old self, then it can be a beautiful experience. Yeah. You know, and, but if not, it can be a very tragic experience. There's something that I want to touch on too, because I think as a beautiful woman, insists you are beautiful. You are. Period. You are divine. You are so beautiful. As a woman, you are so beautiful. And nobody teaches us what kind of men yeah. desire your beauty, your femininity, yeah. your nurture, your yeah. care. The idea that your energy is going to propel them. These men know. A lot of men, especially me, I was young. Yeah. Why would anybody allow themselves to be in a situation that is not for your greatest good. Why do you put 
negative energy onto someone that you love? Why do you want someone to suffer? Why do you cheat? Why do you... I used to question myself. Thank God for therapy. Yeah. Because I was able to understand. I was trying to fix right. somebody broken. Exactly. And, and a lot of beautiful women attract... They do. Powerful men. Attract wealthy men. Attract, yeah. whether it's men or female, like a certain kind of partner. We like to call it narcissism. Yeah. I like to call it, it is narcissism, but there's so many other parts to it. I just don't like label thing, labeling things. No. But we don't talk about this, and I don't think we tell a beautiful woman, hey, sis, you deserve better. You're going to be attracting <laughs> yes. these type of men. Mm -hmm. This is what they're going to want from you. You're not going to be able to work or be you because they're going to want you to right. be at their beck and call or be their trophy. And I didn't. I was never educated on that thing. Well, that's what I. That's what I want to jump in and say. Like um, now that I have had this experience, I've been able to tell my daughter mm -hmm. very early on. You know, and we talk about why these men can't, right? It's because they weren't shown. Yes, of course. They weren't shown where the queen and their family, yes. the mom and their family was yes. revered and treated with love, honor, and respect, right? They weren't shown that. Our culture doesn't show that. No, our culture doesn't show that at all. We don't honor women no. the way women should be honored. Yeah, and I had... Because the irony is, sis... Yeah, when you honor the woman, the men are honored times 10. I always exactly. say that. And the woman just creates this beautiful yeah. masculine. That's yeah. our gift. Exactly. From God. Exactly. But it should be reciprocal. It, it has should be, to be reciprocal. Yeah. And that's what I found. Like a lot of my earlier relationships that were rooted in trauma, that were reflecting the unhealed version yes. of me, the unmet needs that I never received as a child, that I was trying to recreate with these people to get those needs met, that little inner child crystal was still looking to, to have a father. The mm -hmm. little inner child crystal was still looking to be protected and to be safe and to be loved in a way and to be vulnerable because I had spent so much time in my masculine energy that receiving and being vulnerable was very hard for me. So what did I attract? If I didn't feel safe in my body, if I didn't know how to protect myself, I'm going to attract a man who is emotionally unavailable and can't protect me either. Mm -hmm. That's just like toxic masculinity mm -hmm. um, mirroring toxic masculinity in me. And that's that was the first, my first like, oh, I've experienced this because this is a part of me. Yes. And once you look in the mirror and can say, I attracted this. Yes. Right? That's, I attracted that's, that's this it. relationship. Whether it be because you attracted it from... Um, abuse and that's all you know or whether it be you attracted it because you didn't know any better you didn't have a model you didn't have a model of what a good man should be whatever the reason is once you find that once you can see and accept I attracted this this is my part of it this is my part in it now what are you going to do about it that's the key what are you going to do about it owning owning it you're like You're, owning you, owning yourself, owning why did I stay in this relationship? Owning your part. You have to because there's two people. Yeah. We can blame and blame. That's why oh. I don't, this idea of narcissism, it's, it, yeah. it's, it's like a trending topic right no. now. I did that for a long time. You can't do he that anymore. He did this and he never did this. No. And then I was like, you know what? 
what part of you needs to die? Yeah. What part of me needs yes. to die? Yes. Because, sis, I died. <laughs> a million I times. I died. <laughs> and that was yeah. the hardest death. Yeah. It was during my sudden return. And what was your breaking point? Like, what was the thing that said, that made you say, okay, I'm out, I'm leaving? I had just turned 30. And I remember he cheated on me. Mm. Not physically that I knew of at that moment, but it was, he was at work kidding on a girlfriend and it was my friend's friend. And I was like, this shit is never going right. to stop. This shit is never going to stop. He's always wanting more. That's just who he is. But do you even like think about that? Like the audacity. And I, that's, and I work in that <laughs> same field. I'm like, oh, he just doesn't. They don't care. It doesn't, but the, and that's your okay. cousin, your sister. It didn't matter. And that's, <laughs> but it's okay. Yeah, but it just wasn't okay with me. Right. And in that moment, I looked at myself and I said, "This is not my life." Oh my gosh, I said the same exact thing. Oh.